Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Today, I am going to bring to you a... Well, he is an, a professional independent filmmaker. He wrote the book on it, actually, and he's a friend of mine. In fact, we grew up together, and he is my co-producer of all these films that we've won all these awards for, so he knows what he's doing. And if it weren't for him, I probably could never have done the films I did. And I thought he could give you, if you are thinking about doing your own films uh, independently or trying to join some of these film festivals of any kind, he's going to have some advice. Uh, so I want to bring him on right now. His name is Michael Sloan. Hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Ann. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> well, you uh, you know your stuff. And I like I say, uh, if it hadn't been for you, I couldn't have done all the things I've done as far as filmmaking goes, for sure. And so I believe that you have some stuff that, that needs to get out there to this audience. And I know, based on emails I've received, that we have filmmakers, people out there who want to just produce their own films. I mean, granted, they might want to get out and make some films in the industry as well. But I want to talk to you about independent filmmaking. And let me just ask you how you got your start. I mean, what inspired you? I know you were young. I was there when you were a teenager. You started doing your own films. What What was your inspiration and how did you start? So I started making small films when I was 16. Um, I started taking it a lot more seriously when I turned 22. But for me, the thing that started it all uh, was The Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. My dad took me to see that in the theater when I was just a kid. And I was literally on the edge of my seat the entire time. I was completely blown away. I could not imagine uh, that kind of a world or feeling the way I did about uh, film. And so that really lit the fire for me. And I just took it from there. Um, my earliest uh, real inspiration, this is going to sound cliche, but it was probably Steven Spielberg. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I started that at a young age. And then again, at 22 is when I really started to take it more seriously. Yeah, and, and I think Steven Spielberg, considering, you know, the era you and I came from, you know, the 70s, you know, uh, of course he's going to be your inspiration. And so how do your films reflect the Steven Spielberg effect of filmmaking? Do you, did you borrow anything from him? What, what was it about his filmmaking that, that, is, uh, that we could see in yours? The thing that I really got from him um, was every film that I saw, especially as a kid, was just it was full of awe and wonder. It just he would open up these worlds and these emotions to me that I had not felt in any other films that I had seen right. at the time. And that just really resonated with me. And that just really influences my filmmaking. I really try 
to create that sense of awe and wonder in what I do. Um, sometimes I'm really successful, sometimes I'm not, but that's what I shoot for. And so it's more about, really, for you, the content, although as a filmmaker, you probably take that content and and, and somehow translate that into the actual filming part of it. I, I'm so dumb about this, I, I really don't understand it. Meantime, you did write a book. Uh, you, you wrote a book uh, about independent filmmaking and uh tell us about that so the the main part of the book was about special effects um at the time when i wrote it there wasn't really any uh online resources for how to learn about special effects um and so i thought there was a big gap there so i wanted to create kind of a beginner's guide or a primer Mm. for special effects um now the book does go into how to how to make independent movies um all aspects but but the main part of it was was basically on special effects um Nowadays, I mean, you can go online and there are just tons of resources, YouTube videos, uh, free, you know, film schools. There, there's so much information out there and a lot of it is really, really good. Um, if someone's willing to put the time in and really take this seriously, you can learn every aspect of filmmaking now online for free. Um, it's just, you know, the dedication and the time. Have you ever so, thought about doing like a, a, a follow-up book, like something, you know, that that would follow up the one you wrote with more like a current information and, and stuff that they can't get from those YouTube videos? I have, yeah. And I actually have that on my list. I have a long list of projects <laughs> that I'm trying to get to, and that is one of them. Um, I just, I have... Some uh, many other projects are kind of higher priority for me. I'm more passionate about right now, right? And so um, I do have the book on there, but we'll we'll see if I get to it. I, I hope so. And and what uh, just just as a teaser, what what would what would be in that book? Like what would be the topic? Well, so to be an independent filmmaker, you really have to learn every single aspect of filmmaking. You have to know, like, like if if you're in the studio system, uh, one of the big studios, you can kind of specialize. You can be a cinematographer. You right. can be you know, a grip electrician, you can just kind of specialize in one area. When you're an independent and you have no budget, you have to do everything. Right. So you have to learn, you know, screenwriting, storytelling, pacing, filming, editing, craft services, you know, um, <laughs> all of it, um, distribution, how to just manage people and, and you know, get pe- the best out of people and mm-hmm. their performances. And so every one of those is a huge skill set. Um, and so you just have to kind of learn everything. And so I really want to put a book together that just kind of covers every aspect of it from A to Z, so that after you've read it, you're you're at least hopefully a little more prepared for so what you're, you're getting yourself So you're actually into. answering a question I was going to ask: uh, Is that if you are an aspiring filmmaker uh, and you and you want to do this independently, obviously, uh, all those things you just described, uh, you know, other than uh, someone like you who's willing to write a book or put a YouTube video on, how how else would someone get their training? And can you just learn this as you go? So it really kind of depends on your career path that you want to follow. Um, if you want to work for one of the large studios, um, a film degree might really be helpful. Yeah. But if but if you're just trying to stay independent, um, you can learn everything you want online for free. I mean, it's it's all there. Mm. Um, there's there, there's just so much information. I, I'm I'm amazed now. I'll go on and some of these videos out there. The training is really high quality. It's really in depth. It goes into all the details. Um, so if you're again, if you're willing to put the time in and, and dedicate yourself to it, yeah, you can you can get a first class education for free, and you yes. never have to go to film school. You know. Isn't it a great world we live in? Because I remember when you were a teenager, and I remembered you and my brother running around <laughs> filming stuff, making your you little. Remember that? 
Making films. Of course, I was thinking, what are you guys doing, man? I was like, I, I just thought, I thought you guys were kind of being silly. But then to know you now, what, 40 something years later or whatever, 40 years later, it, it's just, it's just amazing to think of all, because we're going to get further into some of the stuff you've done. And, and, and the thing is, uh, you know, you, you're a very humble guy. I want to tell the audience now, Mike Sloan is a humble guy and he doesn't give himself the credit for what he he has done and for what he can give to a potential filmmaker uh, but I will tell you that that not everybody is going to be a Steven Spielberg but you can make a difference and 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 Mike Sloan sure has I I do have a question for you Mike though um, this one is more of about the mechanics um, do you have to have really high priced? cameras and editing equipment and and all that fancy stuff that steven spielberg has does is that a necessity so what i tell every new filmmaker that i talk to and i actually get this question quite a bit um i always tell them use whatever equipment you have available uh you know your family camcorder your iphone a dslr camera whatever you have you don't need a high-end camera to get started just grab whatever you have access to and just start filming that is the best way to learn right um I know so many people that they always try to wait until they can afford that perfect camera or that perfect editing system. And then they never start. They never do anything. They just kind of wait and wait. And then their dreams pass them by and life passes them by. (laughs) Um, You need to just jump in with whatever you have and start learning. Just make lots of small films. um, And and that's that's the way how I learned. Um, Watch other films. Um, I, I just I would sit down and just watch film after film after film. And I'd look at how do they frame the shots? How do they light the scenes? How do they where, where do they add music? You know, how, what's the pacing? Well, how does dialogue work? You know, what works, right. what doesn't? And and that for me was was my first film education. Um, now, if you're looking for specifics, uh, there, there's a lot of for equipment. There, there's a lot of free editing systems or software out there. If you just do a Google search, mm-hmm. um, eventually though, you're going to start getting better and better, and you're going to want to raise your game. Right. So eventually, you're going to have to invest um, in some equipment. So at first, again, just use whatever you have, film and film and film and film, and just make films, make mistakes, uh, mm. learn, get better. Um, but once you get to that place where you feel like, okay, I want to maybe make a living at this, I want to get better equipment. Um, for a camera, you're going to have to eventually buy it, what's called a cinema camera. Okay. Um, all of the major brands make them. Um, they can be very, very expensive. Mm. So on, on the low end of that, if you're uh, if someone's looking for a camera, um, uh, Black, there's a company called Blackmagic. They have uh, a couple of Blackmagic cinema cameras. Those are probably the least expensive cameras out there, and and they're 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 actually really really good. They do have some drawbacks, but for the most part, they're great. Yeah. Um, Sony Sony just released one. Um, uh, it's the FX3. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom camera in their cinema line. Um, the camera is about four thousand dollars, so it is pretty pricey. Um, and then you have to buy a lens on top of that. So you're looking at about five thousand dollars to get that camera. Right. Um, for a cinema camera, that's extremely cheap. Um, but for a person just starting out, I know that's that's quite a bit of money. The yeah. Blackmagic cameras, I think, are around twenty-five to twenty-eight hundred mm. to get their entry-level camera. So, mm-hmm. just to give you some numbers, and then mm-hmm. for editing, um, I usually recommend Adobe Premiere, and the only reason I do is because it integrates really well with uh, Adobe After Effects and Photoshop, and those two programs are industry standards. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter which studio you go to if you're doing TV, movies. Um, live events, whatever you're using, uh, those two programs are everywhere. You're going to have to learn them. And so Adobe integrates with those really well. 
And then if you're a student or a teacher, you can get a huge, huge discount on that software. Wow. So, yeah, and, and, and I think Adobe... Uh, from what I remember, they have a lot of, for instance, I was going to ask you about, you know, music. You said you were talking about maybe, you know, if you want to, you know, uh, you have to, in, in editing, you have to add add your underscore, do, you know, music. But I think, doesn't Adobe have like royalty-free music that comes with the, the program? Yes, I think if you, I haven't looked for a little while, mm-hmm. but I think if you subscribe to their creative suite, okay. um, I think you get so many so many songs per month or, or something like that. And right. then for a very low fee, you can get like unlimited music. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a bunch of resources out there. That's one of them that, that has very high quality royalty-free music that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to talk about this later, but, but since you kind of brought it up, um, to me, music is kind of the secret sauce of filmmaking. Mm, okay. It, it's really... It's really what brings everything together. It's what it's what filmmakers use to really bring out emotion, um, and so so for me, music is extremely important. And yeah. so there's a couple other sites too, like Pond Five or Audio Jungle or Adobe. Uh, all of these places sell uh, royalty-free music, yeah. um, and it's very inexpensive, very very inexpensive, but it's very professional, and it can greatly enhance what you're trying to do. You have mentioned, I want to say, I'm trying to keep mental track, maybe eight different things. And don't worry, listeners, I'm going to attach all the links for all of these uh, different pieces of software, cameras, you know, uh, music sites. I'll link them to this podcast. So don't worry about going back and writing them down. You you just go to the pod, you know, go to the uh, show notes of the podcast, which, you know, uh, has all the links. Uh, This is great, great information, Mike, Uh, the the priceless, actually, information. Uh, And so what about you were talking about the $4,000 camera and, and, you know, things like that. But let's go backwards a little bit to the person that doesn't have $5,000 and the person that maybe has $500. What is the secret to producing a decent independent film with $500? Okay. Um, I probably have five or six things that I want to throw at you, if that's okay. No, I, I take your time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, first, first of all, um, you want to be creative. Uh, you're going to run into so many problems, and creativity is going to solve all of them. Okay. Every time you hit a roadblock, just try to you know sit down, just think about how can I creatively get around this, and um, and you you will come up with something. Um, okay. Second, uh, good sound is one of the most important things you can do, especially on low budget productions. Okay. Um, audiences will forgive bad footage. They'll forgive bad acting, <laughs> but they will never forgive bad sound. Wow. So, so, uh, so good sound makes everything else better. So the trick to that is you always want to use an external mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't ever use the mic that's built into your camera if you can help it. Okay. I know a lot of people are going to be just using their home, you know, camcorders or iPhones or whatever at first, and that's great just to learn. Um, but once once you once you get to a place where you want to spend maybe just like you said five hundred dollars, uh, an external mic is probably the one piece of equipment that you just you cannot get by without that's how the much, one thing you have to get how much does a do, on average would would an external um, mic? you can you can get them i've seen them as low as 58 bucks 100 wow. bucks um okay. i mean th- those are going to be on the lower end mm-hmm. a really a really really good one is going to run you about a thousand dollars um mm-hmm. so for 500 you can get a pretty decent mic um okay. it'll that one piece will, will will bring up your your 
production value and quality more than any anything else, I believe. Right. Oh, wow. Okay, but still, huge advice there, guys. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I've got to pay my actor, you know, get some paid actors and everything. But you're saying, yeah, well, the acting's important, but the sound's the most important thing. So, uh, yeah, big, big tip. Uh, what else? You said you had a lit- litany of things. Keep going. Right. Um, next, uh, make your story fit the locations you have access to. Uh, most people, when they start out, they write their screenplays with these crazy locations, which are which are amazing. They sound amazing, but you don't have any hope of actually getting a place like that for right. your film. So you want to ask around all your friends, businesses, uh, find the most interesting and unique uh, locations mm-hmm. that you can. Mm-hmm. And then once you have a list of those, then write your screenplay to fit those. Um, that's been something that most people that I talk to really struggle with. Mm. Okay. Um, the next thing was is really is the music. We've talked about that. Uh, well, that is the. Can I go backwards one second about sure. location? Now, when when you when you get a location, you usually have to get permission for that location. Or, or you know what what do we deal? How do we deal with contracts for things and insurance and all that? I mean, I I know we've only got thirty minutes here, but but can you give us a little handle on that? Right. So. Um, if you're going to be filming in a public place, you're going to have to get an actual film permit. So mm-hmm. you'll have to go to your city's uh, film commission office and pay for permit. Mm-hmm. Um, most filmmakers just starting out don't do that because they don't have the money. <laughs> um, you can do guerrilla filmmaking, which I'm not going to say if I have or not. <laughs> I, oh, no. No, Mike Sloan. You know I have I have been a guerrilla <laughs> filmmaker. I, I was at Dodger Stadium and got kicked out by security one time. So no, no, no. Don't go there. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so you, usually you can just get in and out of a location, get the filming shots that you need quickly, and no one's yeah. ever going to say anything. Right. Um, normally, if, if it's <laughs> private property, um, <laughs> I just get an, an email from somebody saying that I'm allowed to film there, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's usually good enough. If you need something more formal, uh, yeah. all of the forms you need are online for free. Just Google, yeah. um, you know, film permitting forms or film forms, and you'll you'll find you know hundreds of sites that have great them for world free. we're living in. I, I mean, yes. I was just talking with Bob Pine in a, in an interview yesterday. Uh, you know, he's been in the business sixty years, and when he got started, everything was just so. There were no iPhones. There were no you know no computers. Everything had to be you know, walked over to the office, and and, and it's just. Guys, if you are just getting started in this business, you are in the best time of history to get started in filmmaking. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I had to I had to pipe in there, but it, it's just fantastic that you can just go on and Google, find the legal forms you need to, to get a location. Keep going, though. You had more uh, advice, though, uh, that I cut you off before. No, that's okay. Um, I just I wanted to kind of reiterate again, just because this is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, mu- music really is the secret sauce yeah. of filmmaking. It yeah. is the pixie dust, the magic <laughs> that makes it all together. So um, you want to buy, prof- unless unless you are just extremely talented, you want to buy professional um, royalty-free music. And it's, and yeah. it's very inexpensive. Um, and so you, you cannot skimp there. Um, the next thing would probably be um, lighting. Now, when you're first starting out, you're not going to have professional lights. So you just, you know, if you, if you can just get what they call practical lights, just, you know, actual lights that would be in a scene, make right. sure you have lamps or things in the background lit up. Um, just make sure your lighting levels are good. It, the trick here is, is watch other movies and just see how what their scenes look like mm-hmm. and then grab some lights to your house. You know, Home Depot, grab some lights, grab mm-hmm. a light from your garage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just try to light the scene until it kind of looks like what you're seeing on the screen. And then that's the that's the best way to learn. There are tons of free videos mm-hmm. on it on Google to watch, or I'm sorry, on YouTube. Um, but lighting is really important. Um, 
but I wouldn't worry about that so much when you're first starting out. The, the basics you want to learn is just how does a film work? How does it? How do you put it together? How yeah. do you frame your shots? Yeah. How do you make it kind of flow? And and the only way to do that is to watch other films and then just to try yeah. it yourself. And just editing the editing of the of the scenes together, the editing of the shots, you know, together because you're going to shoot a scene from all angles, or maybe hopefully you're shooting from different angles. And and so then when you're editing those 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 uh, uh, bit or what do you call them those those uh, clips together, clips, uh -huh. yeah. When you're editing the clips together, you know you you know by having done that research by studying other films, a lot of times. I, as an audience member to watching a film, I'm just paying attention to the content, to the acting. I'm not even really focusing on the music or how did they frame those shots or edit the film because I take it for granted. But if you're a filmmaker, that's the stuff you need to be paying attention to, right? Exactly. No, you're exactly right. Um, and and it's just it comes with experience. You just have to film, you know, just film and right. film and film. Get out every time you can and just try to make something <laughs> Edit it together and yeah. then just learn from it and just do better each time. Well, what is your personal favorite filmmaking experience? You've done a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I am going to talk to you a little bit about your 48-hour film project stuff because I know that's where you, you just have so much fun with that. And I want you to talk about it. But outside of that, what has been your favorite filmmaking experience? So I have a lot of them. Um, but I guess my, my absolute favorite is... Uh, so when I turned 22, I made my first real movie, and we were lucky enough to have it picked up by Best Buy and Suncoast, which was a company at the time. I think they're out of business now, but um, so and and they they sold our DVD there. So for me to be able to be able to walk in as a 22 year old kid just Aww. starting out, and I walked into Best Buy and saw my film there on their shelf for sale, uh, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that I was probably my favorite moment. Oh my god! And what was it called? Can we see it? I mean, is it? Uh, it it was called the ghost. Um, I, it's out of it's out of uh, production now, so I don't have it uh, any copies of it Wait now. Wait a second! I was in the ghost. You were in the ghost. <laughs> I didn't know if we wanted to bring that up or not. <laughs> I, I mean, when you said that, I thought, why do I know that? Oh, that's great! I didn't know we made it to Best Buy. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So we were actually um, we were actually in a bunch of stores, um, but Best Buy and Suncoast those were the two biggest ones, and they had it across all of, all of their chains in Southern wow. California. Wow. So that was that was pretty exciting. Well, see, now I didn't even realize that that was what. Oh God, I want to say thirty years ago. It was a long time ago, back uh, in the uh, ninety nine and two thousand. Oh, okay, yeah. so twenty, yeah, twenty two, twenty three years ago, and uh, and then of course you've done so much since then. And I want to, since we don't have too much time left, I have to ask you because you, I know to this day, you just enjoy these forty eight hour film projects, and this is the kind of thing that I don't care what level you're at, you can. You can do this, and it's and it's a blast. You get your uh, personally. I've been involved in these with you because you just it's just a fun time. So, uh, talk to us about that. How to get how to do that, and what experience you've had doing it. So, I, like you said, I love the Forty Eight Hour Film <laughs> Festival. Um, they have it every year in cities all across the country, and actually other countries. It's actually around the entire world, right? Um, what's so great about it is it forces you. So, you basically the idea is you get forty eight hours. So two days to mm -hmm. write, film, edit, score, and deliver your short film. Wow. Um, and so you, there's no stalling. There's no. This is going to get you off off your seat and get you filming. Right. You have you know you can't stall. You have to jump right into it. And that's why I like it so much. And so I try to offer this to any new filmmakers. This is what you need to do. Right. And and it's a great event. You get together with other professionals. You get to make connections. 
you get to see they screen all the films mm-hmm. on a on a large screen at a real theater, so you get to see your work up on the big screen. <laughs> um, it, it's very exciting, and it's a competition um, too. So you have the chance of of placing and winning. You know, right? Yeah. If you win here, you get to go on to Filmapalooza, oh. which is a which is becoming a very prestigious film festival. Wow! And then and then if you win, and then they, I think they take like the top ten or fifteen winners from Filmapalooza, and yeah. you get to go over to the Cannes Film Festival. Oh. So you have so so when I first started my second year, first or second year, um, one of the films that was in my group actually got to go to Cannes, so it was oh. really exciting. Um, and so it does offer a path. Um, for some filmmakers to get discovered and you know just make those connections. Well, and what's what's nice about it too is that uh, and we talk almost every single episode of this show we have talked about networking. And when you're networking and you are you you know and and you're just you're just making contacts, you're working with people whether it be in workshops or on projects or just friends of friends, but networking, then you've you're doing this 48-hour film festival, you call somebody up and I know you've called me several times and you're like, <laughs> "Hey, you know what? I'm doing this 48 hour. would you be able because remember everybody, they will give you the sub you have to like draw the subject matter and it's it's just amazing because you have to write the screenplay on the spot then you have to make sure you know you've already asked your you know your friends uh to be in it and then you have to cast and you have to act and direct i mean it's a it's a hoot and this is where networking comes in because once you've got the connections anybody well most people are going to say you betcha mike i will help you with that because it's going to be fun it's a lot right of fun. yes yeah networking is everything um not not to go into this too much but my very first big job that i got was on the scorpion king um working with their special effects teams and that was through a friend uh, yeah. i just you know i was i was trying to start out and a friend hooked me up with that job and so um, it's just you never know what friend you have or what connection right. is going to come through for you and help you get to the next level. So it and can we, be really amazing. Yeah, and we don't want to, you know, abuse our 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 connections. But I will tell you this: as as long as you're out there networking and the people you nurture these friendships, uh, then the 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 opportunities will come. And, uh, and for instance, the Scorpion King for you, I mean, my goodness, what a great IMDB, uh, credit you have. That's a huge credit. And, uh, and of course, you know, what, now what did you do, by the way, on the Scorpion King? I worked with the, the practical special effects team. So wow. we were the ones out there doing the fire and the smoke and, yep. you know, any, any kind of a practical effect. Um, yeah. CGI wasn't really a, as great as it is today back then. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. So, so most, most effects were done practically, you know, on set. With yeah. physical props and things like that. And so it was, think, it was a lot of fun. And the fact that you have that experience, I mean, gives you even more credibility for, for being an author of a, a special effects book for independent filmmakers. Now, like you said, it, it may be slightly dated now. However, you are, and I'm going to work on you. He, Mike Sloan is my <laughs> good buddy, and I work on you all the time, reminding you that you've got to do uh, follow through with some of these goals because it's going to be very helpful, the next book that you put out. But we're Still on the the podcast, I'm going to link Mike's book. I'm going to link his IMDb page, and and we're going to also I'm going to go back and we're going to link all of these other resources. Can you think of anything else? We've got maybe a minute left, Mike, but I would love for you to just summarize your ultimate, just nutshell advice for someone listening right now who says, "I'm I have five hundred bucks. I want to make a film." Just give it to me right now. One, two, three. 
Okay, this is it. I'm gonna just machine gun you. This is what I tell everybody. Rapid fire, man. Rapid fire. Go. (laughs) Uh, Just start making films now with whatever equipment you have right now. Okay. Make lots of films. Make lots of mistakes. Learn from them. Get better. Be creative. Study other films. Watch YouTube videos. Learn every aspect of filmmaking. And then lastly, do not ever stop following your dreams. Filmmaking is extremely hard, much harder than people think but it is much more rewarding than you will ever believe. Oh, yes. And if there's anything about the filmmaking process you don't feel confident in, you know, there are a lot of friends. We have friends. And, you know, anytime you say to somebody, I want to make a film, and you say, hey, I'm not sure about editing, and somebody, I I guarantee you, you know somebody (laughs) who could say, hey, I'll help you edit. Uh, Everybody seems to want to be a part of a film. Isn't that the case? (laughs) I find. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, well, Mike, you are the man. Of course, Mike is one of my best friends on the planet. And uh, I truly, truly uh, appreciate your your input today. This actually, once again, I've only said this once before on one of my shows where I said this was more information in 30 minutes than you're going to get if you go online and spend three hours. You got it in 30 minutes and I'm going to connect all of these resources, these uh, these links. Uh, Mike, I love you, man. You're awesome. I love you too, Anne. Thanks for having me on your show today. I loved it. Well, hang out for a second. I'm going to close the show out, guys. This has been The Actor's Guide. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, everything. Please uh, subscribe and help us out by just getting on there and social media. Send people, you know, maybe maybe one of the podcasts. Let them know you're listening. And let's see if we can't raise this audience up a little bit. But we appreciate you listening today. Tag. You're it. This has been The Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston-Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.